the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. Well, welcome aboard. What is this? March 3rd, 2024. Backbone Radio, the soundtrack of your Sunday night. Starts right now, 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Matt Dunn here, your humble host, with a lot to be humble about. Blake Mann is behind the glass back there. And he was just singing some Roy Orbison back there just a moment ago. And that dude can sing. Blake can sing. I never knew Blake could sing, but the man can sing. And I'll tell you what, uh, I don't know, maybe we won't do bumpers tonight, bumper music. We'll we'll just have some singing entrees. I don't know. We'll see. I already had a few texts to the studio. One of them says, time to get after it. And we might as well. We're going to cover the whole slate. You know, when we come in once a week, we have a a week's worth of information to be getting out there and a handful of philosophical discourses to to perpetrate upon the masses. And um, and we will start this forth with right here. Glad you're on board. Yeah, Donald Trump wins three more states. That would be Michigan, Missouri, and Idaho. <laughs> Super Tuesday comes up on Tuesday. So tomorrow is like Monday, just a regular Monday. It's not a Super Monday. But then Tuesday is a Super Tuesday, and Neocon Nikki is going to get buried, buried by sheer amounts of delegates. And we've been pledging not to talk very much about Nikki, not that we ever have. I mean, Neocon Nikki, boring. Boring, no skill, no talent, total fake, total phony, total rhino, total neocon. You know, she tweeted nine times about uh, Navalny in Russia. You know, the Russian opposition leader dies. Nikki tweets nine times about that. But about uh, Lakin Riley, the 22-year-old nursing student in Georgia, young woman killed by one of Biden's illegal aliens from Venezuela, Beaten to death two weeks ago. Neocon Nikki has not tweeted about Lakin Riley even once. Not even one time. It's so strange to have these America last people out there. Joe Biden won't say Lakin Riley's name. Nikki Haley will not say it. But, oh, is she going to stay in the race? Well, doesn't even matter because Trump is rolling, rolling, rolling. Trump on top in the poll data over Joe Biden. (laughs) The New York Times poll has Trump uh, up by about, uh, oh, I've got the data here, but uh, Trump is way up and the CBS poll comes out and Trump is way up. So those are the mainstream media polls that always hypersell Biden, exaggerate Biden. New York Times, Trump 48, Biden 43, that's a plus five CBS poll. Trump 52, Biden 48, that's a plus four. 
Trump walking away with independence in the CBS poll, 57 for Trump, 42 for Biden. And I remember we always debated that, and Trump has always had the lead in independence. I've had the occasional caller check in with me and say, oh, no, 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 uh, Trump's not getting the independence. But that's not true. All the way along, look at the poll data that Trump is way up with the independent voter. And so, anyway, things are rocking. Things are rolling. We're going to make America great again. You can just kind of feel it that the republic knows, the deep state knows, the ruling class knows, the beltway knows that Trump is on track to score another victory in 2024. You notice how I said another? (laughs) We had the 2016 victory. We had the 2020 victory. uh, Am I not supposed to say that? And, uh, And the 2024 victory... And um, we'll not skin the catfish before it's in the vote. You know, they've got a lot of stunts they can pull between now and then. But looks to me like they're kind of they're kind of feeling a little empty in their quiver. Is the left are the Democrats. And you've got um, the Atlantic Monthly coming out with an essay just the other day that says, well, Biden, in spite of his age, he's still the best shot we have against Donald Trump <laughs> and Joe Scarborough was lamenting that, tweeting that out earlier today. Biden is still the best shot we've got, you know, against Trump. And does it not make you laugh? I mean, the Democrats, that's the best they've got. That's the best you can put forward is Joe Biden. And, man, you talk about not having a bench. I mean, no bench for the Democrats. And I do think that They really will get rid of Biden in August in Chicago at the Democrat National Convention. Just have the delegates choose somebody. That would be baked in the cake. That would be a given. But the thing is, is they can't find anybody that I I'm thinking that's that's a dilemma for them. They can't find anybody. They don't have a bench. And they're realizing that their little plan for the switcheroo maybe um, maybe is even worse than the result they would get if they just stick with the old senile, whatever you want to call Joe Biden, the worst president this country has ever produced. The worst. Yeah, let's talk all of this through, of course. MSNBC, Mika, and Joe, they're talking about white rural rage. White voters are full of rage, and they can't be controlled by the mainstream media and they're bad, and they must be replaced. Yeah, I'm going to diagnose a bunch of the propaganda you're seeing about white rural rage, bringing in a professor from University of Maryland, Tom Schaller, to make some points. They're pure propaganda, all of it so dishonest, just amazing. Borders, borders, borders. Uh, Biden and Trump went to the border over the last few days, and there's Biden barely able to walk, shuffling along. Oh, looking so pathetic. He's responsible. Remember his 94 executive orders when he first came into office, opening the border wide open? Yeah. Trump striding along like a leader down at the border could not have been a bigger contrast. Trump talking deportation. Trump talking migrant crime. We will mention the Lake and Riley name because Joe Biden won't and Nikki Haley won't. That fake bill the establishment passed trying to blame Trump for the wide open border. One of the stupidest things I have ever seen them attempt. And they've attempted a lot of stupid things, in my humble opinion. Mainstream media is definitely not used to not controlling the narrative quite 
quite like this. The, that's, that's, I think, how you explain some of the craziness of our political leaders. We're going to go to John Lennon has a great quote on the insane political leaders we have in the, this country. But they're not used to not controlling the information and controlling the narrative. They're not used to that. But I do think Twitter, Elon Musk, creating one mainstream pocket of free speech, better, freer, not as good as it could be, but freer, has got the left back on their heels, has got the establishment not knowing what to do. Because uh, when you get a little bit of free speech out there, I mean, they just get swamped by people who are paying attention. And that could be some of those white rural voters that MSNBC hates so much and blames for all the ills of this country, which, uh, which means they can't be controlled, they can't be rolled, and um, they're a problem for the ruling class. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk all about this, the latest. New York Times exhibiting cult-like behavior. So one of their employees had said something positive about Chick-fil-A a while back, and got scolded for it, he says in his memoir. I say, what a cult. I mean, you want to talk about a cult. Who's the cult? New York Times is the cult. The left is the cult. The isolated freak job ruling class on top. They are the cult, of course. We'll talk about this. Mitch McConnell stepping down. Whoa, that's cool. We'll explain more about that. Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney stepping down. Mitch won't step down until November, by the way. He's got a little bit more damage to do, of course, so get ready for that. Mainstream media, their ratings are collapsing across the board. We'll talk about about that. And I got a few Nixon quotes, Nixon flashbacks on the media industrial complex and some some notes on character, how to build a sturdy, strong character from from good old Nixon. Yeah. Might be a little inspiring to go back and look at uh, that 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 president from from long ago that the CIA took down. Yeah, we'll talk about Tucker on the CIA. Mike Benz on the CIA. Mike Benz says the whole Ukraine imbroglio did I pronounce it right? Is the biggest CIA operation they've ever done and in my opinion also one of the dumbest. And speaking of that maybe we'll do the Fannie Willis updates as the show goes on. Fannie Willis, oh my goodness. Alright check on in if you're of a mind we'll be back. On your radio, smartphone or smart speaker. News Talk 710, KNUS. Say you want a revolution, well, you know, we all want to change the world. You tell me that it's evolution, well, you know, we all want to change the world. But when you talk about destruction, don't you know that you can count me out? Yeah, why not? A little revolution. Viva la revolution. And boy, we are in the middle of one right now. We are the historians. If they write history the right way, they're going to have to look at all this. How many dynasties have fallen by the wayside thanks to Donald Trump? The Clintons. Gone poof. The Bushes down the drain. The Romneys, both Mitt and his niece, Rana. Down they went. McCarthy out the door. Speaker of the House, that guy gone. Don't miss him. Anybody sitting around missing McCarthy? <laughs> Anyone? Bueller? 
Bueller? Anyone? Didn't think so. The Cheneys? Yeah. The McCains? They're, uh, they're all gone. That would be what you might call a revolution. And it, what you might call it an exceptional service to humanity rendered by Donald Trump. And there needs to be some big, huge, gigantic award for that. Service to humanity, ending these lethal dynasties that have been wrecking this country. And um, you could call it like a Nobel. You could mix all these together, like about three or four gold medals from the Olympics, a Nobel Prize or two or three. How about an MVP from all the sports leagues, a gold glove, from the Major League Baseball, you know, organization with Steve Garvey running against Adam Schiff. I'll get to that in a little bit. A Grammy, an Emmy, a Tony, all those awards together should be bestowed upon Donald Trump for his exceptional service to humanity, ending all of these dynasties. And um, what if he actually got around to ending the deep state dynasty? Wouldn't that be a treat? Wouldn't that be what we need to save this place? And the people that inhabit the Beltway are political leaders, ladies and gentlemen. They, they, they really have gone, gone off their rockers. And, you, you know, you look at the things that they're doing, right? The wide open border, the stupid, pointless, forever wars men and women's sports, go down the list of all the things they screw up, the financial crises and so forth. You just have to wonder, I mean, what are these people possibly thinking? And, well, I will tell you what they're thinking is that they're thinking more power for them, more power, more money for them, and they do not care about you. They despise you. They loathe you. They hate you. They might even hate the country, a bunch of them, the country's history what it has stood for, what it should be standing for. That's that's the kind of people they have up there. And you know who was on that? You know who was on that early on? It was a fellow named John Lennon who just sang that little bumper song we came in with. And I think he was on to something. Right? Here, here he goes. All our society is run by insane people for insane objects, mm. objectives. Yeah, know, yeah. And I think that's what I sussed when I was 16 and 12 way down the line. But I expressed it differently all through my life. It's the same thing I'm expressing all the time. But now I can put it into that sentence that I think we're being run by maniacs for maniacal mean, uh, ends, you know. If, if anybody can put on paper what our government and the American government, etc., and the Russian, Chinese, what they are actually trying to do, you know, and how, what they think they're doing, mm. I'd be very pleased to know what they think they're doing. I think they're all insane. You know, but I'm liable to be put away as insane for expressing that. You know, that's what's insane about it. <laughs> I think you look back on these quotes, you listen to them again, and I don't know. Blake, do you think he was he was making a solid point there? I mean, do you think he was kind of nailing it? Our boy John? I think he was, ladies and gentlemen. And you look around now and you, you see the people and you see the dynasties going by the wayside and you see... Um, how warped and disfigured these people can get in their pursuit of power, how their priorities have most especially become America last instead of America first. And how does that even happen? How does that even transpire? 
And I'll tell you, you can't underestimate something here. And that I do not think the left and the beltway is used to having a fair fight. I don't think they're used to fighting on a level playing field. Does that make sense? And I think they are very, very used to being able to silence and quash any and all dissent, or at the very least, algorithm it and minimize it to the point where those voices of reason and sanity cannot cannot spread wide and far enough to compete with the mainstream media narrative control. But I think, you know, when you look at all the all the data here of Trump just walking away with this primary, just walking away with it, and well ahead of Biden and all the mainstream media polls, and you see the administration playing defense on one issue after another, make no mistake, they are playing big-time defense on the border and on Biden's age and on Biden's economy, some people call it, Bidenomics. Because why? Why? I think in part because there is the Elon Musk purchase of Twitter, now called X, which allowed a little pocket of free speech. You ever think about that? I think the elites, the people on top, factored into 2024 their plans to be able to just easily censor anybody, press a button, And then that little voice on Twitter, wherever else, goes away. Gone. Poof, right? The mass censorship. They had baked that into the cake for their plans for 2024. And it's not happening. Elon Musk is not censoring people the way it used to be. Elon Musk is allowing people to speak their minds on borders and other issues and men and women's sports and the gender kind of stuff. And, um... That has them back on their heels. I don't think they saw that coming. And it affects every other issue, such as, you know, the Fannie Willis business, the lawfare stuff, going after Trump in New York and Georgia, and the rest of it, all those laughably corrupt cases. Oh, my gosh. Just awful. But when you have this little avenue of mainstream access, free speech on Twitter, on X, it can frame those issues in a way that makes it hard for the Beltway and the mainstream media people to deal with, right? So they're not used to having a kind of an accountability in front of the people in terms of the people being able to get some access to information that is a little bit more reflective of reality and gets around their propaganda narrative structures and so forth. And I think that's a big part of what is happening here. Um, that does not diminish the skill, the talent of, of Trump, who's running one heck of a campaign. I mean, he is focused and on point and saying all the right stuff. I'd say he's a little a little gentler, right? You know, he's a little a little kinder in a lot of ways. He's got that same sense of humor. And yes, he's he's not totally restrained. I mean, the way he 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 goes after his opponents and so forth is a little bit more muted maybe than it has been sometime in the past, but it's maybe just a little funnier or something now. There's, there's less of an edge to it. And I think whatever is going on right now, it is working, and it is working well. And I think, you know, we've got to just march all this to November. What is this? It's March. How far away is November? It's not that far, right, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, we're, what would that be? What's uh, 11 minus 3? The beginning of 11, so 10 minus 3, about 6 to 7 months away here. And at this point, things have been lining up quite nicely, okay? 
And I don't want the defeatists out there saying, well, they're going to throw out another virus, or, well, they're going to start World War III, or, where, you know, they're going to come up with all kinds of stunts. Um, they might. But I think those stunts even, you know, they switch out Biden, that, that, that falls into the backfire classification and category. I think, dare we say it, it's checkmate. Are they facing checkmate at this point in time? I, I like to think so. To be continued. Listen to podcast of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710knus.com. Okay, George. Okay. Standing in the dockets of Hampton, trying to get to Holland to France. The man in the Mac says you've got to go back. You know they didn't even give us a chance. Christ, you know it ain't easy. You know how hard it can be. The way things are going, they're going to crucify me. There's a little different version of that John Lennon number, the John and Yoko ballad. Rush Limbaugh always played that song. Remember that? The Rush Limbaugh days. And oh, my goodness, is the Republican world adrift without Limbaugh around. Miss, miss that guy every single day. Don't you? At any rate, he would play that song. My wife doesn't like this song. She always says she doesn't like it. She doesn't want me to play this one. But just this once, on account of us playing a little Lennon soundbite, diagnosing the insane maniacs running the world. And in the case of the insane maniacs, the freak jobs running this particular country, I mean, that Ukraine, what a hot mess. What a stupid, stupid concept that was. The CIA engendered back in 2014. Hey, let's go peel Ukraine away from Russia. Great idea, people. How dumb was that? Go down the list on the just asinine things, but... They weren't counting on a pocket of free speech to be available in 2024 so that the masses could get to understand how freakish these people, frankly, really are, to get a good look at them, to learn who these leaders are, what they are really up to. You ever think about that, that they just they weren't used to a level playing field? They weren't used to a pocket of mainstream free speech? That's exactly right. I think that explains so much of what is going on and even why the lawfare stuff is going south. The J6, there's been a lot of free speech truth coming out on that. The Fannie Willis business, the Letitia James in New York business, the Jack Smith classified documents case, and, of course, what Hunter Biden has been up to and the, the fake, uh, you know, they said Russia disinfo on the laptop and all. They're coming back with more Russia, Russia hoax stuff. Can you believe that? That's going nowhere. No traction. But they're trying to use that. I don't know. Maybe so they can keep Trump under surveillance. They can keep spying on him and the rest of it. But no matter what, moving forward, the people that are bitterly clinging to power just simply have to, you know, get uh, let go of it. That's just that's just their they're the unwilling decision that they are going to have to make. And I want to point out one quick thing. Um, uh, yeah, let's do... Had a text to studio. 
from the great Alexa about how Nikki has reneged on her RNC pledge. You know, she's she was going to she signed it. You know, if you're running for the Republican presidential um, ticket that and if you don't get to the top, you will endorse whoever the, the winner is. Nikki signed it. And everyone else signed it, I believe, but except for Trump. Trump did not sign it. And you see, the whole thing was a was a gimmick, okay, to try to uh, corral Trump, box Trump in. And their plan was that, you know, Trump would be in jail by now and the DeSantis juggernaut and the, or the Nikki juggernaut spend all the, you know, globalist, um, wide open borders, Democrat donor money to try to take out Trump. They thought... They could get Trump defeated in the primary and then force him to endorse whoever the rhino winner would have been. And so they did the loyalty pledge. Nikki signed it. Trump did not. And now Nikki wants out of it. <laughs> you see, what it just proves even more what a gimmick that always was. Okay? And... Nikki has a long list of these kind of things. She said she would never run for office against Donald Trump. She once said that. But then, of course, she did it. Because none of these pledges mean anything. They're all just gimmicks run by the rhinos, run by the RNC, to try to take down Donald Trump. That's what this is all about. And so, yeah, there's there's neocon Nikki, Axios story. Haley doesn't commit to endorsing Trump. Walks back signing RNC pledge. Oh, she walks it back, says Axios. Walking it back. Is that a nice way to say it? Other than, uh, you know, you completely fizzle out on what you signed your name to, your word, your word of honor, your pledge. But, of course, if Trump was not winning the primary by, like, uh, 99% of the delegates <laughs> and uh, Trump had signed the pledge, oh, the media would come down on him like a ton of bricks, right? But Nikki... Uh, is bowing out of her pledge, and uh, it's like, oh, well, she's walking that back. Oh, that's nice. She's, she's, she's going to walk it back a little bit. Oh, thank you, Axios. Got an audio clip on that. And, oh, it's so pathetic. And, um, you know, you have to understand that the only thing that matters to these people is their power, of course. And Trump, again, had the integrity not to sign it. So the folks that did sign it had a couple of news cycles where they could say, oh, look, Trump's so bad. He wouldn't sign the pledge. Oh, look how mean Trump is. He wouldn't sign it. Every single one of those folks that did sign that pledge, though, if they were in Nikki's situation right now, they would most likely walk it back. Does that make sense? It was a scam. It was an RNC scam. It was a gimmick. And that's what the rhinos do. That's what the Beltway does. Okay? That's what the establishment is all about. Does that make sense? Yeah, and there's Nikki. There's Nikki, still in this race. Oh, yeah. She run third party. Who cares? Anyway, let's say hello to the marathon man, Rick from Aurora. Welcome, sir. How are you? Great. You're on fire, and you are so spot on. So I'm going to be quickly uh, saying a few things. Number one, and yes. here I my wife and I were laughing. Lisa Murkowski endorsed uh, Nikki. We thought that might put her over. <laughs> uh, I mean, these people are him. Uh, okay. They live, they live in the belt where they think political endorsements matter. Like DeSantis thought the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, endorsing him was going to get him over the top in Iowa. Oops. It, it, it's so lame. Do people realize, I know you do, 
But Trump's winning record amount of primary delegates. This is he's record breaking for the Republican Party. And I think is it every single primary state where they've had votes, he's broken the record. At least several of them, he's broken the record, and some of them he's doubled, almost tripled the record amount of votes in a primary for these states ever. Does the media report that? Nope, but, uh, you know, we do. Another great rally he did in Richmond, Virginia yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, I've got some of his clips, and his one on Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis is one of the all-time comedy classics in the history of comedy. Now now for one of the saddest (laughs) things that... It, it really uh, it repulses me how the legacy media, New York Times, AP, blah, blah, blah. Here's the response, because it's like you and Rush know you could, they march together. And the response to that poor young lady that was murdered by the illegal alien? Lake and Riley, Georgia, 22 okay. years old, young right. woman, nursing student. And here's the response in all aspects of the media. Well, the truth, and I'm quoting how they say it. Well, the truth is, Native Americans' crime rate is higher, so this is not any big deal. Can you make that? They are pitiful. That is absolutely I mean, I that one when pitiful. I, was reading, I, I love to do it. You know, like you and Ron, you, you pick apart these articles. When I saw that, I go, man, that, that's not good. That, that, that was reprehensible. Yeah, and again, you got a pocket of free speech who's just really dialing in on this issue. Nikki won't say the name, Lake and Riley. Right. Biden won't say the name, but Donald Trump will. Right. We got him talking about that as well coming up in the program here. But that's the thing. They're maniacs. They're freaks. And they're doing all these things that when you shine the light on it, when you're able to, because you have a pocket of free speech, you see you see what maniacs they are. Yes. Right? Yes. Now, I really don't like it. I think you're tongue-in-cheek. That walk, walking back statements, whether it's Biden, I, that is so tiring. Yeah. You're going to walk this back. Did you know what he did about the uh, the food drop? He said twice it was going to Ukraine. Who did that? Biden? Didn't hear about Yeah, yeah. You know, they did kept, not yeah, hear about that one. You can hear it. Like, Gaza, Gaza. And he said Ukraine twice. Yeah, that's the guy, That's the best they've got. You know, they that's, that's what the Atlantic is saying. Biden's the best chance to beat Trump in November. And they have a bench. Do they have a bench, Rick? I I don't see one. I think it'll be too late to, to stick anyone. I think they're going with them, unless, of course, you know, he just collapses one day. Exactly, but walk it back, right? Walk it yeah, back. Well, Is that another yeah. word, a synonym for, like, lied? She lied. Yeah, she was I, part of a rigged scheme. She was trying to rig it. They were trying to rig it against Trump. Now she's going to walk it back and fink out like she has done her entire political career. Okay. Yeah. How does that play? The whole Haley deal has exceeded my uh, deep-down disrespect for her. Molly Hemingway says that Nikki Haley is going to become a uh, Liz Cheney-like character. Perfect. Perfect. And that's exactly right. And people say, well, maybe Nikki and Neocon Nikki and Neocon Liz Cheney will run on a third-party ticket. And that would be some of the biggest losers ever assembled on one ticket ever there. What what a campaign (laughs) slogan, dumb and dumber. (laughs) You're cracking me up tonight, Rick. Right on. And uh, I'd ask you about marathons, but here comes the wall. But uh, hope you're running well. I'm getting my miles in, but talk soon, sir. Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader, News Talk 710 KNUS.
Mitch is gone. And Rana. The Romney dynasty. Yeah, one of the most backwards dynasties ever, the Romneys. I mean, what a what a waste of space the Romneys have been. Though I will say one thing, Rana did help get Trump over the top in Michigan in 2016. And Trump has been convinced of that over the years, and maybe that is right. Maybe Rana was helpful in 2016 in Michigan, but I can't find anything else that Rana did well. Mitch McConnell, golly, folks, the most despised politician in America. I actually looked it up. You can go to an article in The Hill that recites various poll data about Mitch, and I can't remember which particular polling agency did this, but Mitch McConnell's approval rating is 6%, which makes him the lowest approved politician in the United States of America, which means he's despised by Democrats and despised by Republicans and probably almost even despised by, like, his friends and anybody who knows him. So he's going to step down in November Okay, it's not sooner, it's November, and I call him rigor mortis Mitch because he keeps getting up in front of the microphones and freezing up, glitching up, does Mitch. And again, he's a despiser of MAGA, he's a despiser of Trump, he's a despiser of the Tea Party, he's a despiser of Republican voters. And somehow he's got all, had all this power in the Senate to be so damaging, so destructive to the country. One of his legacies might end up being the the sheer debt that we have accumulated, of course, and the foreign policy disasters, the forever wars that he's been for every single one of them, along with Joe Biden. As former Secretary of Defense Gates once said that Biden has been the wrong, on the wrong side of every foreign policy issue his entire career. Okay? That's just the way that is. Now, neocon Nikki Haley the fraud, I guess I'm talking about her a bit tonight, and it's just because... She's not going to be around much longer. <laughs> I just don't think in terms of her candidacy. But she does come out. This is a new low here, a new low where her whole modus operandi said, hurry up, lawfare, hurry up, try to get Trump in jail. Hurry up and get him in jail because I've got Super Tuesday coming up. Could you please get Trump in jail, all you deep state lawfare people out there? But I think it's important that all of that come out now so that we're not dealing with it later. I think he's hoping it comes out later so that he can make it all go away. But either way, we've we've got a problem on our hands. I mean, chaos follows Donald Trump wherever he goes. We continue to see this play out. And we can't be a country in disarray and a world Mm -hmm. on fire and go through four more years of chaos. We won't survive it. How much of a priority do you think it should be for these cases to get resolved before November, regardless or not? I just think they need to do things quickly. Yeah. If it's if it's hearing a case, do it quickly. If it's an appeal, do there it quickly. There you go. And you know who else thinks that is Adam Schiff thinks that exact same thing. And by the way, I'm going to amplify that point. Uh, chaos follows Donald Trump wherever he goes. No, 
unlawful persecution from the ruling class follows Trump wherever he goes. That's a key distinction. Do you understand that distinction? I have been pointing that out for years. They manufacture the chaos meme around Trump when, of course, it is the political establishment trying to bury Trump in their chaos, and they're spying on him and hoaxing on him and doing the lawfare on him, and they say, oh, look at all that chaos. But, of course, you understand it's not chaos that follows Trump. It's the unlawful prosecution of Trump that follows him because so much is at stake in the power world. Yes, and they're losing it. The right people are losing it. And just so you get a little flavor of this before the phone lines, here is Nikki actually walking back her RNC pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. This is lying, lying politician stuff here. It just cracks me up. Have you taken the prospect, the possibility of endorsing him off the table at this point? It's not anything I think about. What I have but said is it is off the table, Ambassador. It sounds like you are in a different place. Are people misinterpreting what you're saying? Have you moved to a place where you're no longer planning to endorse him? Well, I think, first of all, you're, if you talk about an endorsement, you're talking about a loss. I don't think like that. When you're in a race, you don't think about losing. You think about continuing to go forward. What I can tell you is I don't think Donald Trump or Joe Biden should be president. I don't think that we need two candidates in their 80s. I don't think we want a Joe Biden who calls his opponents fascists or a Donald Trump who calls his opponents vermin. No one wants that. I think people want a new generational leader that is going to go back to what the American dream is, what we want for our kids in a place that's something that we can be proud of again. Given that we are so close to Super Tuesday, don't voters deserve to know where you stand on this very fundamental question of whether, if ultimately you do not win at the end of the day, would you support Donald Trump, given that you are saying this is a battle, it sounds like, for the Republican Party? Well, when y'all ask Donald Trump if he would support me, then I will talk about that. But right now, my focus is how do we touch as many voters? How do we win? I want the American people to see that you don't have to live this way. There is a path forward, and we can do it with someone who can put in eight years that can constantly focus on results and not the negativity and the baggage that we have right now. Let me try it this way. You did sign a pledge, an RNC pledge, yes. to support the eventual nominee. The pledge. Do you still feel bound by that pledge? I have always said that I have serious concerns about Donald Trump. I have even more concerns about Joe Biden. So is that a no? Are you bound by the RNC pledge? I the RNC pledge, I mean, at the time of the debate, we had to take it to where would you support the nominee? And you had to, in order to get on that debate stage, you said yes. The RNC is now not the same RNC. Now it's So you're no Trump's longer bound by that pledge? No, I think I'll make what decision I want to make, but that's not something I'm thinking about. And I think that while y'all think about that, I'm looking at the fact that Yeah, we have okay, that that's two minutes of a lying politician, neocon Nikki, lying, lying. What a pack of lies, dodging, weaving, bobbing, lying, Nikki Haley. Just repulsive, ladies and gentlemen. Just get to the point, Nikki. Just say, yeah, I signed it then because it was a little, a little gimmick to try to get Trump and win a few news cycles there, but that didn't work, and so now I'm in this, and I don't want to sign it anymore because that's how I am. I'm a dishonest politician. Just say it, Nikki. Just say it, and maybe people will like you more.
sitting there at what, like zero delegates or whatever she is. Okay, Brian in Arvada. Hello, Brian. Glad you're here, young man. Welcome. Dr. Dunn, how you doing this evening? Real fine. Hope you're well, too. Yeah, I'm doing well through all the uh, chaos, Nikki blabbing her mouth off. Nobody even listens to her anymore. They're just like, oh, it's Nikki. Turn the channel. We'll come back later. Yeah. Nobody cares about her. She's she's an idiot. But they're going to start doing, uh, you know, these are desperate people now. And yeah. We know how deep state. Yeah, they're going to start doing some desperate things. Yeah. I guess they're locking up journalists at this point, you know. Yep. They're they're, go, they're going right out of the China playbook, old Steve Baker. Yeah, he's getting too too close to the old January six scams. So One of the said, well, blaze people and Herridge. Yeah, he, Herridge. They're going after her. CBS. Up. They want her to reveal her sources on the Hunter Biden stuff. Deep State wants oh, something. Dollars a day is her fine. For she was the one person out of all these news organizations, the mainstream, that said, you know. I don't know. I I kind of want to tell the truth and actually have a story to tell. Exactly. They said, nope, you're not welcome in this organization. And then they arrested her. I mean, the whole thing is ridiculous. That is, the deep state wants something and they, you know, First Amendment, they don't care about that, do they? Yeah. No, it's not. When you when your administrative uh, state or your, you know, your FBI and all these clowns are more powerful than the people you elect. Exactly. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.